hearing everybody talk about picking their word of the year and wondering what the big deal is, on today's episode, I'm going to share with you why it's so important as an entrepreneur and why it's even more important to keep you focused where God is leading you. Stick around. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey there, thanks for joining me again today on the Mama with the Calling podcast. Even though we're almost two weeks into this new year, I wanted to do an episode about creating your intention for the year. So sometimes we hear this being called choosing your word of the year. Um, I'm sure you've heard everybody talking about either why they like this or don't like this or what their word is and all of that stuff in your email from anybody that you follow. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is because, well, now is the time to be doing this, but also because if you haven't picked a word or intention yet, then you're probably either in one of two camps. You haven't gotten around to it. It can feel like a lot of pressure to decide what your word is going to be. Or you might be in the camp of, I don't really get the whole point of the picking out a word thing. And so I totally get the last one because for me, that was how I was for years. And it felt like some trendy thing to do to pick a word because every new year you start hearing everybody talking about picking their word, but I didn't really get it. But this year, I have a whole new perspective on this, and I wanted to share it with you in case you're not sure of it yourself. So stick around with me, and we will get into why picking a word or intention of the year is really important. So over the holidays, I was driving a lot to visit my family, and one of the benefits of all the driving was having the chance to listen to new audiobooks. And one that I absolutely loved was John Maxwell's book, Intentional Living. And my story of how I got to that book is really interesting. It was definitely the Holy Spirit leading me there. It just taught me so many things. But this book really got me fired up about how I think about my goals and intentions and how we should all be doing this as Christians, especially as entrepreneurs. Basically, he said it like this. Having a good intention doesn't do anything in the world unless you act on that good intention. So if you see something that needs to be taken care of and you're thinking somebody needs to really step up and help, that's the good intention, right? And if you aren't the one that steps up, then the good intention dies right there. It's just an idea. But if you act on it, then good things happen in the world. You live a life of impact and that's the intentional living, focusing on doing good. Basically, don't just think about doing good things, but actually do good things. And I wrestled with this as I listened and the Holy Spirit started to do a work in me, but suddenly it clicked 
that a good intention is actually the Holy Spirit trying to work through you. Because when I first heard it, it just made it sound like, I mean, he even said this, you create your own journey and you're the author of your life. And I was like, "Eh, that sounds a little new agey. I don't know. (laughs) But I just felt like I should keep listening. And then when I finally understood that good comes from God, that this is the Holy Spirit trying to work through you. Because Paul says that we should always have our eyes open for the good works that were pre-planned for us to step into, right? In other words, keep your eyes open. Keep a lookout for where you can do good in this world. That is for you to do. It's in front of you. And that comes from God. James says that all good gifts come from above. God is good. So if you have a good intention, that is God trying to work through you. Five people can be all seeing the same thing happening. But you might be the only one that has the feeling that something needs to be done. And if you don't do it, then it stops right there. So what if you ignore all of these good ideas, all of these good intentions that are on your heart? Then you're basically stifling the work of the Holy Spirit in the world. He's trying to do things through you, trying to serve people, trying to help people, trying to impact. And God uses people. And if we say, "Uh uh-uh. And we ignore those good intentions because we we think that we're not supposed to follow our heart. And instead, we're waiting on God to, you know, divinely guide us. And we miss the part that the good intentions come from God. Then we're actually missing out on what God's trying to get us to do all along. And that's when I realized that having an intention or word of the year is extremely important for keeping our focus on where God is leading us. So here's the way that I found most helpful to do this. So step one, sit down and really get in tune with where you feel God is leading you this year. Um, We did a workshop over this in the Mama with a Calling um, free community where we talked about looking at last year, but you can kind of use some of the similar ways to look at where God's leading you this year. So pray and ask God to reveal to you where you should focus. It could be anything from getting a cleaning routine down so that you can free up time and sanity to quitting your job so that you can finally be home with your kids and focus on your business. A great resource for this, by the way, is the Goal Setting for Christian Entrepreneurs course, where I actually give you specific questions to guide you through how to get clear on where God is calling you and do a yearly overview, including picking your word or intention of the year. I'll put a link for that in the description below. Number two, after you figured out where you think God is leading you, is to identify If there's an overall intention behind these areas. So for example, maybe your intention is to be available for your kids more, or maybe it's to serve women by helping with a specific problem that you know you can help them with. This is the overall, the goodness that you're trying to do in the world, the intention. Now for step three, ask yourself if there is any shift in your thinking or character that needs to happen to help you achieve that intention. So for example, If your intention was to be more available for your kids, maybe you feel like you need to be more mindful, meaning when you're with your kids, you're with your kids. When you're with work, you're with work. You're not thinking about work while you're with your kids, right? You're being more available for them. That's already taking steps in that direction, that intention. Maybe it's having more balance in your work and family schedule. Maybe it's having more patience. You know, it could be a number of things. If the intention was to help women solve a specific problem, then maybe you feel like you need more faith or trust that God will bring these women across your path. Or maybe you feel like you need more confidence or belief that God has and or will empower you to be exactly the right person to help those people. 
Do you see what I'm doing there? I hope so. So step four is that this, it would be your word. Pick something that represents your intention. It's the word that's going to focus everything you do so that you can get closer to accomplishing those good intentions that God has put on your heart. We all know that there are a million decisions that we have to make in our lives, especially for our business. So when a new business direction pops into your head, does it align with the intention? When you're wondering if you should go back to work or quit your job, does it align with the intention? When you're scared to actually start your business or put in that notice or whatever comes across your path, you look back at your word of the year. Does it reflect your intention? Does this choice in front of you line up with this intention? If the answer is no, then don't do it, right? You choose differently. And that's why it helps us focus and stay focused on where God is leading us overall. One thing that can help us stay on the path is on the path that God is leading us down is to have this word at the forefront of our minds for every decision. So I want to share my word and show how it impacts my business and mindset as an entrepreneur so that you can also do the same with your, whatever your word is. And you can use mine if you want. (laughs) Um, There's no claim on a word. So the word that God gave me for 2022 is trust. I'm definitely wanting to trust God more more for provision, his plan, his timing, etc. But also trusting that he is the one that will bring about the results. That means that I don't need to attempt to make things perfect for fear that some something won't work or that I need to sit there and create the perfect social media post or something like that. It's not about how great I make it look. God's going to be the one doing the work on the other end. I need to do a good job, but I don't need to do a perfect job. I simply need to do my best and then trust that he has the rest. So when I'm creating social media graphics, I'm not going to be spending forever trying to make them look just right. My thinking is that I will create a good enough graphic and that God will do the rest. So this year, I'm going to be setting a timer and I'm going to be using templates to create social media graphics, spending no more than eight to 10 minutes on a graphic. And that might sound like a long time, but I would literally spend 30 minutes trying to find the best picture and the best font or whatever. I don't need to do any of that stuff, right? That's me thinking that the that my perfection is going to bring about the result. It's not about me, right? It's about God and God is doing the work. And thinking that I am the one that does this is me taking away what God is doing, but also it's putting a lot of burden on me. Like you get I can get paralyzed by decision Um, I guess, analysis paralysis saying, what should I do? Because I need to find the perfect option. But if it's not about my perfect option, but it's about what God's going to do, it doesn't, I just pick the one that I feel led to do, right? And this comes up for me over and over. I struggle with perfectionism. This is the year that I am working on that. And it is to trust. It also means that I, I will be trusting other people that they know better than I do about specific things. And that I need to trust their methods to be able to learn what I need to learn to achieve success. If I'm not an expert in something, but someone else is, then I need to humble myself and trust them and become a true student. For me, this means that I will actually be going back to uh, the blogging course that I bought a while ago when I first got into the blogging space online. And I actually, I need to actually go back and implement the steps that she laid out in that program. Instead of what I actually did is I kind of went through and cherry picked what I thought made sense and went down my own rabbit trail. And that's not, no, 
then this year, a huge part of what I'm going to be doing is to complete that course to create a blog that's generate pa- generating passive and predictable income while making a big impact by reaching as many people as possible. Because the whole goal is for me to get this message in front of people. And through the way she teaches how to do blogging, she teaches how to get in front of people, as many people as possible, without using more of my manpower. Because I can't get things in front of people on my own. I have to use, we have these amazing tools. We have Google searching and marketing and podcasting, like all these things to try to get it in front of more people. And really somebody already has the path. I need to be teachable. I need to trust that somebody else knows better than I do. Even though I have a PhD, I tend to analyze and critique everything and I can still use my brain, but I need to go back to being like a college student. Like when I was in college and I got into organic chemistry or whatever, I did not step into organic chemistry thinking for a second that I knew anything about organic chemistry. I was like, I'm here to learn. What am I supposed to be learning? And that's the same attitude I need to take with this. I am not trained in business. I was trained in science. So if I'm going to come out of being an academic teacher scientist, then I need to say, hello, business people in the online space who already know what they're doing. What do I need to do? Show me your ways, right? And I've done a lot of things in that space. Like I've done lots of different things following different teachers, but I need to follow just one, just one teacher all the way through, implement their process and see what happens. Because at the end of the day, my goal is not just monetary success. It's to get this message in front of people. And if that means I need to trust other people to learn to do that, then I need to do that. I need to be willing. So you can see how this word of mine, trust, leads me to fulfill the intentions that God has put on my heart. The intention, right, is to help more women, to get this message out there and to have more of an impact, which means that people are actually implementing what I'm saying. And that means they're probably buying the courses and the coaching and different things that I have to offer. Because when somebody buys something, they see it as something valuable enough to help them with the thing they're struggling with. So if if I'm not selling enough stuff, then that tells me, okay, people aren't getting that message. So being able to do this, to focus on that intention and then to be able to trust is leading me in that direction. So I hope that I've convinced you to pick a word for yourself that it is really important. It will drive your business and it aligns with God. It will help you be able to align what he's putting on your heart and be able to focus on everything you're doing on, on fulfilling that. So write it down, put, put it somewhere that you can see and remind yourself what it is. Take it a step further, find a Bible verse that supports your word. I think that is the most important part because this will remind you that not only is this a word that inspires you, but God obviously supports this intention, this word as well. So I'd love to hear what your word of the year is. Share it over in the mama with a calling Facebook group or Take it to the next level by using this as a chance to start a conversation with your audience by posting it on Instagram. Share your word, why you chose it in relation to how it's going to help you serve your audience this year. Maybe you can ask a question around it and then tag me at Mama with a Calling and I'll share it in my stories. I cannot wait to see what you guys come up with. That's it for this episode. I'm wishing you a blessed new year as you pursue the intentions God is putting on your heart. And until next time, keep pursuing your calling. 
Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.